A dog barks when his master is attacked. I would be a coward if I saw that God's truth is attacked and yet would remain silent. John Calvin. I do not. And don't you ever say I did. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. <laughs> There's probably a, a balance between, I believe you have to know Christ, but... God is in hell. He is. And someone knows this for sure. All of mankind is going to end up somewhere in heaven. <laughs> My mission really is to just help people of faith, especially, to re-examine this issue, to realize the church has got things wrong in the past. For those who are gods by faith in his son... <laughs> Right, 2 Corinthians 3 7. Victory in the name which is above every name. There's no exception for rape or incest. Uh, it's an extreme law. <laughs> and... Right now, bones, ligaments, tendons, in Jesus' name, get out here right now. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Master's Dog False Teacher of the Week, episode number eight. I am your host, the Evangelical Norm. So, the whole premise of doing the False Teacher of the Week was so some people could, who had seen the intro video uh, for this podcast, if you're listening online, you don't know that there's a, an intro video, but there's a whole string of false teachers. You can hear some of them talking before uh, result kicks in with, with the verse of the song um, and during the just the instrumental intro. So you can hear some of the false teachers that are talking. It's beginning to end. It is false teachers throughout this video. So somebody had said to me, one of the ladies at our church said she, she didn't really know everybody in there or understand why they were false teachers. So I decided to do the false teacher of the week to just break down that video and then we'll go beyond it after I finish with those in the video because there are a lot of false teachers that are out there that aren't um, in that video. So every week, every Saturday morning, I drop the episode of the false teacher of the week uh, starting just from beginning to end of that video and then we'll move on from there. I'll even take suggestions if there's any false teacher you want me to talk about. Uh, Shoot me an email at theevangelicalnorm at gmail.com. 
or um, you can comment in any of the videos, hit me up on Facebook, Twitter, somewhere. Let me know what false teacher you'd like me to do an episode on. So this week we are episode number eight. We are talking about, and this is a kind of a tough one because this guy, I know Sean McCraney. We're talking about Sean McCraney. Um, don't know him gr- really, really well, but we've had many conversations in many different uh times that we've met in in different circumstances i was interviewed for his tv show went in and watched a a live taping of the tv show one time with my wife uh interviewed with uh uh, bishop earl uh for his ex-mormon files which was uh a show that that sean had influenced and uh uh helped create um went to many different events, watched baptisms, stuff like that that was done. And so Sean influenced me quite a bit because um, when I moved out from, from Colorado back to Utah as part of the Vineyard Movement, I still qualified to be a false teacher in, the, in one of these episodes. And so we got out here to plant a Vineyard Church and we started watching Heart of the Matter. And uh, it was on at, I want to say like nine o'clock on, I can't remember what night of the week, but it was, it may have been on every night of the week at nine o'clock. But he was on and then right after him was, he wasn't on every night. It was once a week that he was on. Um, But right afterwards was Wretched TV and Wretched TV was on every night of the week, I believe. Uh, So we would watch, my wife and I would sit down, we would watch Sean. And then we would watch Wretched. And that was what led me down the road to Reformed theology. Um, got me out of the Vineyard Movement. Got me into... Uh, and, and Sean also was instrumental in the church that we finally landed in after we left the Vineyard Movement. So, you know, we had kind of church hopped and been looking around at churches here in Ogden... Uh, went to Genesis Project, a couple others that I'm ashamed to even say we stepped foot in. Okay, really only one. There are a few. There are some good churches in Ogden, just not one that we had fit with. We went to Integrity uh, Christian Fellowship, which was a little more Pentecostal than what I wanted, but it was expository preaching and so on. Uh, we had been to Crossroads. We had been to a, another Foursquare Church here in town. Um, and so we were watching Heart of the Matter one week, and Sean mentioned that he was going to be speaking at Refuge Church. Uh, it was doing a Saturday night thing. So we were like, oh, we should check out this Refuge Church. Um, and so the, the next Sunday, which was Easter Sunday, Tally and I are, are talking about where we're going to go to church. And she's like, where are we going to go to church today? And this has been a, a point of contention for a little while because we just couldn't find a church that we were happy with. We couldn't find a church that I was happy with. We'll put it that way. There were no churches that I was like, this is just doctrinally sound. I'm good with it uh, kind of thing. And so having seen that Sean was going to speak at Refuge, we decided we wanted to go check out Refuge on Easter. And so... 
it, amazing. You know, Kellen, the the founding pastor of Refuge Church, uh, Kellen Criswell, got up there. He preached. We heard the gospel. They had five people scheduled to be baptized that day. They baptized 22. We just knew that we were home, and we've been members of Refuge ever since then, um, going on 10 years now that we've been at Refuge Church and continuing down the path of Reformed theology as well uh, with Refuge as refuge has traveled along that path. Um, may they actually, I was a little further along when we started, uh, they caught up and maybe a little bit ahead of me on the path of reformed theology, but we're not talking about refuge. We're talking about Sean McCraney. So Sean was pretty instrumental in helping me, uh, get out of false teaching out of a, a, a movement that just really is questionable at this point, not, uh, not theologically sound. And it was really because we were, had been watching Sean's show and um, led us to Wretched. And then, of course, Wretched led us to so many other things. Doug Wilson, James White. Um, I think I found Apologia aside from Wretched, but uh, Ray Comfort, of course, and, and many other um, Vody Balcom, you name it. So Refuge, uh, Wretched led us to all those things. So Sean was a pretty, pretty solid guy uh, at the time. He was, uh, I think he was attending and may have been uh, ordained through uh, the Calvary Chapel, which Refuge was a Calvary Chapel. He was going to Calvary Chapel Salt Lake under Terry Long, um, had started a, a basically kind of a Bible study home church group called Campus, which I can't remember. Let me see if I've still got the the page up here for campus uh, Christian anarchists meeting to prayerfully understand scripture. So there you go. He was, he was heading an interesting direction already at that point. Um, but he had to, the show that I, I listened to when I was driving for model linen and I was driving down to St. George once a week, I would listen to episode after episode after episode of heart of the matter. And then I would listen to some episodes of wretched as well. But I went through in, I don't know how many weeks it took me of driving down there, but I caught up on over three years of the heart of the matter that Sean had had, had this show and and taught uh, and really, some really good stuff. And I loved the, the telephone stuff where Mormons would call in and they'd go back and forth and, and stuff like that. And he tried so hard to maintain his composure and sometimes he'd get off the track. So, but... So real, real solid initially for the major for a long time. And then he just kind of started to go off track. And, and this is, and I don't know if he was out of Calvary Chapel at that time, or if he just wasn't receiving the accountability and the, um, the oversight from that Calvary that he should have. But Sean is a great example of what happens when, when pastors have no authority over them either aren't governed by a, a, a plurality of elders where there are equal members which is what refuge looks like um, or don't have any pastors over them and just don't have the the oversight necessary and that that's the situation that Sean found himself in and then he, he just really went off the rails he 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 started um, 
So he took a break from the show for a minute, and then he came back, and he wasn't so much focused on Mormons. He had been going to other Christian churches around uh, the city, Salt Lake City, Utah area, and wasn't happy with what he was seeing. He he initially started going off on mega churches, which, of course, I didn't have an issue with at all because, I mean, he was he was focusing on uh, Joel Osteen and. You know, I think he talked about Creflo Dollar and Kenneth Copeland and stuff like that. But then he started to hit smaller local churches and just nitpicky stuff. But then it was like he was completely coming against Calvinism and his essential his his point of contention was with the doctrine of election, uh, which kind of led down a path of he 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 kind of abandoned the traditional teaching Christian teaching about hell and embraced a, a sort of universalism. Now he's getting into heresy land. He's literally becoming a heretic at this point. Um, ultimately he got to a place where he was, he denies the, the Trinity um, that he, he would say, and there, there are episodes of his show that you can go back and find. I don't know them exactly, but he would say that, uh, that before Christ came, God was just God. There was just God the Father until Christ came. And then there, there became, and it's like this weird sort of modalism uh, in the, the, the Trinity. And so he is now a man who is a heretic, um, firmly in, in, ensconced in, in heresy land. You know, he is, there, there's no getting around the fact. I mean, just... Um, embracing any sort of universalism which it almost feels like it's leading him back around i would not be surprised if he ends up somehow back in mormonism or one form of it or another um but at this point he's basically trying to get off and you know follow in the footsteps of joseph smith and and really just kind of form his own religion um but he's he's absolutely denying the doctrine of the the Trinity. He denies any kind of doctrine of hell and embraces a a, a weird form of universalism um, in that. And I do believe he's still doing the show Heart of the Matter. I just can't bring myself to watch it. I mean, it's it's like there's there's a few guys that I've had in my life who were. Uh, mentors and and he wasn't it wasn't so that we had such a personal relationship again uh he probably there was a, a minute there where he could recognize me and go okay he, that's norm um he wouldn't know me from adam now uh it's been years and there's been no uh attempt to engage with one another in any way shape or form um once this video comes out he'll probably know who i am um but I've had many mentors, and I, I kind of did consider him a mentor. He really did, and I kind of went on about it already, and we no need to rehash that, but really was instrumental in providing. God used him. Well, that, that's, the, that's the accurate terminology because it wasn't so much what he did as it was God used his position in the TV lineup to get me into to watching Wretched, which got me into listening to Wretched Radio, which introduced me to a whole world of Reformed theology. Steve Lawson, Paul Washer, Matt Chandler, uh, John MacArthur, Vody Balcom, you name it, all the guys, that uh, Doug Wilson and so on, all that. And so God used him. And to watch this guy that God used so instrumentally in... Um, 
in encouraging me to with with teaching on Mormonism and leading me through those means to reformed theology uh, to watch that man turn to a heretic. Uh, very painful, very hard. And so to, I've tried to watch a couple episodes, even just to, you know, this week, knowing that it was coming up, I tried to pull up some stuff on YouTube just to watch it. And it's so hard, you know, watching the old kind of solid, uh, and, and maybe he was never firmly solid, but at least it wasn't heretical teaching of Sean McCraney back at the beginning in 2000, you know, what, what was it? 2001, uh, you know, uh, no, not too, not that far back. We didn't come out here till 2008. So like 2009, 2010, to see that. I mean, he got saved, came out of Mormonism. Uh, I can't say that he was actually saved because where he is right now is not in a position of salvation. I would not say that he is a saved Christian. Um, but he came out of Mormonism in 97 stayed in Mormonism for a few years before he was excommunicated. And then he wrote the book born again, Mormon and so on. So to go back and look at some of those early videos of his to see just how, how good a teacher he was. And, and really he had some, some, some good information and then to go watch him go completely off the rails. Like it did pretty hard, pretty hard to watch. Um, but Again, it's a lesson for those of us, um, praise God that, that I am, you know, submitted to elders in my church. Um, as an elder, I was accountable to those men. There's never been a time since I've started this podcast or since I've been in refuge where I have not felt like I did not have the authority over me where I could just go off the rails. I have guys that are willing to come to me and blatantly say you're wrong and i mean i've had it happen not theology wise but in in areas of politics and so on i've had i've had elders who have come and said you might want to tone down some of the political things you're saying and and so on um so gratefully but sean is is a really an example of what happens to a pastor who does not have that they are so likely to go off the realms rails either whether they go so far to the point that you can call them a heretic or just drifting off into the weeds of false teaching. If they, if you don't have, if you consider yourself a teacher, if you consider yourself a, a, a preacher in any way, whether that's a, as a pastor, an evangelist, an apologist, if you consider yourself one of those things and you don't have men around you who are willing to keep you in check you run the risk of going the way that Sean McCraney did and literally could end up finding yourself uh, deep, deep, deeply in, in, entrenched in heresy. And, and that's a scary thought. So if you are in any of those categories and you don't have authority over you, find authority. Get somebody who will, will stand with you and go, I will, I will keep, help keep you in check help keep each other in check but get into a local church where you have a pastor that you can submit to if you're not in a local church and you're teaching or doing anything you're wrong seriously that's part of where where sean went wrong so there you go there's our false teacher of the week episode eight sean mccraney i hope it was helpful to you guys um i hope 
enough of that was an encouragement to to keep you on on the track and so as always preach the gospel at all times use words they're necessary until next week soli deo gloria Thank mm-hmm. you.